Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Angston. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in the studio with a special guest, but before I mention uh, who she is, I'm joined by Randy Angston. What's up, guy? Good day, brother. Good day. All right. Good day. Yeah, we got a guest in. We do, yeah, and we know what we realize we don't have a whole lot of guests in here a lot of times because we cannot figure out how to set this damn table up. <laughs> and my hands are here, and they're in the camera, and I don't, I don't know. Ugh, let me move over again. I thought we did this all before. This will be the last episode, though, at this beautiful table. We are remodeling the, the podcast studio this afternoon. So next time you catch us, we will have a different setup in here and we're excited about it. But let's get to our guest, Karen Broadwater. She's reigning from Auburn, Alabama. <laughs> she is the president of Iron Tribe Fitness with 31 locations. She's a member of the Iron Circle. And my hands are on the table again. <laughs> Uh, but uh, she's in town for an Iron Circle event. I want to welcome you to the Built to Grow podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Um, we're talking staffing, which is something that's not my favorite thing to talk about, but her her face lit up. Yeah. Like, really? We can talk about that? Uh, why don't you give everybody a quick, just two-second uh, background on you and, and what you're all about? Sure, yeah. I've been with Iron Tribe for about 12 years now. Um, so basically, I've grown up there. I was in my mid-20s when I started. So that is my background is Iron Tribe. Um, I've played every hat within Iron Tribe, all the way from assistant to accountant to vice president, director, and then now president. So it's nice. been a journey, but nice. there's there's not a lot I haven't done. Yeah, 12 years. That's, yeah. you know what? You don't hear about that a whole lot anymore. Yep. You know, yep. my parents, your parents' generation, it was mm -hmm. that was the thing. But um, so to stay at a company for 12 years, you obviously love it. Yes. Um, you know, I have the utmost respect for Force and what he's done over yeah. there. Mm -hmm. And um, he, he obviously runs a really good operation. So, you know, give us a couple of reasons why you love it there. Yeah, I think it's the, the brand loyalty part of it. One, I was a member first, so my mm -hmm. life was actually transformed by our product. So going in, being a member, losing 30, 40 pounds originally, and then going to a goal setting workshop with Forrest, because he definitely keeps that a part of the culture. But as a member, going to one was strange yeah. and ended up setting a goal that I would work for Iron Tribe. There was only one location at the time. I knew this first goal worked well. I lost weight. And then so I thought, there's something to goal setting. So <laughs> set another one. And here I am 12 years later. That's fantastic. That's awesome. I see, yeah. I did, see I'm, I'm glad I asked you that. I didn't yeah. know that whole story. Yeah. So you were a member, you mm -hmm. got some great uh, results yep. and then you love the culture. And yep. so, so Iron Tribe, I know you've guys gone through some iterations, uh, in, you know, in the past couple of years oh, gosh, in yes. regards to mm -hmm. kind of the model. Why don't mm -hmm. you give everybody a, just a two second on the model itself and what, it, what it's all about? Yeah. So originally it was just group fitness, very simple. Um, a couple of years later, we changed to where we did two different classes. So more of a hit style class and then more of just functional fitness. 
And during COVID, right before COVID, actually, we were testing uh, semi-private, ready to launch it, and COVID happened. So we didn't get to launch it. And we decided during COVID to just take that time and really take the entrepreneurial mindset of it's a blessing that we're shut down. Let's create. And so we decided to create the next thing and make what we were about to launch better. And we came back strong and confident and have launched it to the brand and now We've got it rolling and it's very successful. Yes. I love that. And mm-hmm. I remember when um, Forrest mentioned, it was like two uh, growth summits ago, mm-hmm. we kind of talked about the big needle movers in the room and he talked about, oh, well, we we kind of switched to adding some semi-private, just added yeah. a quick couple million to the bottom line. Yeah, oh, just, so, <laughs> just slide it in there. That was nice. So awesome. <laughs> so, so Karen, obviously I wanted to have you on here. You're part of the Iron Circle. You're my hands are on the table again. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, highly respected. Um, um you, you run a, a tight ship over there. Yeah. And every time I see your so- stories on your social media, mm-hmm. you guys are always have the team, you're doing mm-hmm. some event, yep. right? And so like the biggest kind of issue that, I mean, not just us facing, but I was thinking the fitness industry right now is retaining staff, really mm-hmm. finding staff. There was a there was a period not even that long ago, you couldn't even get a dang resume. Or somebody to show up for an interview. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and I feel like that's kind of shifted a little bit now. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a little bit um, past, we're past that point. But now like, how do you find and keep the best staff um, at your facility? Yeah, I think the question is one and the same. I've, ultimately, we end up getting the most people from our people, but I think you need the culture first. So it's the same thing with clients in a gym, you get referrals, right. you should get referrals. So you should be getting referrals from your team if you're leading from the front and setting that correct vision. I think we've done a really good job creating vision as a system, not as something that only one person can do. Nice. So we're able to create leaders out of all of our people where they can then create vision for their team. But we have a system for that. So anybody could come in and know how to set goals, know how to hold people accountable. And then when the team just feels more unified and like their leader is always leading with a direction, they just jump on board. Um, we're also really good at accountability, which I like accountability because I think we forget that accountability is also positive reinforcements. Mm-hmm. So when you hit the goal, you get X. When you get this, you get Y. And along the way, we all know that we're going to that end goal and we all want a reward at the end because everybody uh, collaboratively gets a, go- a, a goal, prize, cash, whatever that is. Um, so we just all stay the course and work hard together and hustle and hold each other accountable. That's a, that's a really good point. And in there, you mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. gets a, a goal, a prize or cash yeah. Think different, you know, yeah. there's different options there. One of the things that we hear lately is in just societally, other mm-hmm. business owners and stuff is the, either the millennial generation yeah. or these younger, um, you know, in, individuals stepping into the workforce, mm-hmm. they're not so incentivized by monetary goals. I mean, right. uh, do you, have you guys adapted to that culture for that generation? Or like, what are other options yep. when it comes to incentivizing them to reach those goals? Mm-hmm. That's not just throwing money at the problem. Right. I think it's both and. I think yeah, agreed. Um, at the end of the day, the unity is, is really why I think that they work that hard. And it's just the prize reinforces their hard work. Although, it's not that they're working for that, but they're working for each other. Are they bought into like the mission oh, of gosh, Iron Tribe? Yes. Yeah. We talk about it, we repeat it. We talk about core values. Like this is constant. It's not just set it and forget it, but there's a system like our managers have a checklist they can go through and it's take care of my staff today. Make sure I meet with them, send them a wow, send them a handwritten card. Like it's all very, very intentional on purpose 
purpose so that everyone really buys in and feels bought in and is always seen. We want everyone to feel seen, known, and loved. So that's what we say, whether that's our staff or our clients, to be seen is huge. But Mm -hmm. also to go up to somebody and say, we're $500 away from gold. Let's go sell some product. They feel they're doing it for each other because one can't win by themselves. They all have to hit their goal as a team, not as an individual. So they do it for each other just as much as I think they do it for the money or the recognition. Yeah, it reminds me of like that team mentality, the yeah. old sports, athlete, athletics, like that whole, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, I like that, that yeah. approach. It's not, cause it's, it's not just the individual, right. you know, and then at that time it can create kind of a rift in certain work environments, 100%. right? Where it's a, a you versus me type of thing. Yep. And, and then obviously that does the opposite of what we're trying yep. to create. Or the AM so. person's not pulling their way. Yeah. I mean, we've heard all of it. So <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we, we, I, I firmly believe if anyone were to roll out how we do it, like, in any business, their team would be successful. Attention gym owners, are you ready to take your business to the next level? Join our exclusive Facebook group, Profit Accelerator, and unlock the potential to scale your gym to $30,000 a month and beyond. In the Profit Accelerator group, we're going to focus solely on helping gym owners just like you win. We offer regular training sessions and share our best proven strategies to boost your business. Join us now by searching for Profit Accelerator on Facebook. Be part of a community that's all about success and growth, the Profit Accelerator, where gym owners thrive. All right, now let's get back to the show. So why don't you... I was just going to say, what's... uh secret sauce there with some bullet points or takeaways that somebody could do from just top level, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it has to start, start at the top. And I think that's what Force and I end up doing a really good job is setting the vision first. So creating clarity. I think a leader has to have belief in whatever the goal is and unshakable belief. And then creating that passion off. Everybody jokes on my team because they're like, Karen's always selling. And I'm really not a salesperson. I'm kind of nerdy, you know, but I'm always selling the vision. Like we can do this. And I think that consistent environment is something that people just don't implement. So that on top of, we constantly tie in our client stories. So, I mean, I was just on a meeting right before I came here and we go around, we give a positive focus as a team. Right after the positive focus, the next thing is, is a life change story. So every person in the room has to share a recent life change because the meeting's weekly. So when we get to the goals, it doesn't feel so um, impersonal. Because our goals are around the people, even though we're talking revenue. So I think keeping that mentality back and forth is really helpful also in leadership. Um, well, let's, let's define this. I think, you know, you're, you're talking, I guess, company-wide. Are yeah. you doing these on an individual gym level, yes. like location level two, mm-hmm. as well as the all-hands kind of deal? Actually, the all-hands would just be um, myself, Forrest, and our corporate team. But mm-hmm. then I'm speaking, each gym has their own right. goal. And yeah. so the, the, mm-hmm. when you say the vision of the leader, we're talking about the leader at that, that, at that owner location. of that particular franchise, mm-hmm. yep. right? Yep. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably the first place a gym should start is yes. what is, what is the, what does the owner believe in? What is it? What do we stand for? What do mm-hmm. we, you know, and that's the very first week of our coaching program, by the way, yeah. quick, right? quick yeah. plug for that, <laughs> There you go. But, but it sounds cheesy, right? It sounds like, it Oh, does. what do I need core values for? What do I need? a vision for like, why let's just go train people today and let's Mm -hmm. just get some more people in the, in the gym. But to your first, very first point, the, the, the bonding of the team and Mm -hmm. everybody's on a, on a singular mission is everything. We did that with, uh, you know, Brian Teague and his team. He was, he was a gym owner for, gosh, he's 15 years into this thing. Almost I think 20. 
Really? I think Torn? he's close to 20 years. Well, he's 20 years in the industry. I don't know how he's long. Oh, he's owned it. He he was the gym owner that would, um, you know, try this shiny object. And then, mm-hmm. he, then his team would like get on board for the first time. And then the second time he did the shiny thing. And then the third time. And finally the team said, forget it. Yep. You, you're, you're too scattered. And mm-hmm. so once he focused in on that core value, like you're talking about yep. the mission, He's seen the light bulbs go off, mm-hmm. the teams bought in, um, you know, they share the goals with each other. And so, yeah, you light, yeah. you see, she's lighting yeah. up, oh, she's yeah. lighting up. I hear, and, and I hear that not only, I mean, obviously you guys have amazing brand. I mean, yeah. m- corporations everywhere. Well, some of the podcasts I'm listening to, I mean, the conversation is around the movement. Mm-hmm. It's around the mission. It's yeah. around the change that's being created in, you know, uh, societally, not just, you know, in the four walls of the business. Mm-hmm. You know, you said something earlier in, this is something that I constantly think of. We just actually released a podcast today that obviously you're listening later, but (laughs) the podcast that came out today was about milestones and hitting different milestones in your Mm -hmm. business. You said the goals are about the people, Mm -hmm. even though we're talking about revenue. And that's, I think part of what we as an industry go back and forth on, right? We look at the, we look at the revenue and we, you've been in those rooms where we talk about our goals as, you know, as far as businesses and things, and there's resistance around, celebrating the success of your business Mm -hmm. because the people that were around, we feel like we're taking from them. Um, But when you talk about those things in a way, or you, you, you know, you articulate them in the goals of the people or the number of people that have been helped or Mm -hmm. all of those that equate to revenue, Mm -hmm. it's the same mission. It's just, we're not rubbing it in somebody's face that it's dollars and cents. You know what I mean? It's pounds lost. It's Mm -hmm. people helped. It's, it's the same damn thing, Mm -hmm. but you have to have that mission as a, a business, as a goal, because otherwise you just, you know, you're throwing things at the mm-hmm. wall and hoping something sticks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I love that you can see both sides of the coin <clears throat> where the revenue is the goal, but this is how we, we, we measure it, or this is how we implement, mm-hmm. you know, getting there. Yep. And that's huge. So um, as far as, I guess, attracting mm-hmm. the, the best, you, you mentioned from internal, mm-hmm. but let, let's just say you're at a, a location and there, there's nobody being brought forward. Mm-hmm. Where's your kind of next best yeah, we use the normal thing. I mean, LinkedIn, Facebook ads. Um, uh, we've hired some hiring firms and just whatever it is we can throw out there. We we right. firmly believe we will pay for talent. Yeah. So if we can get them and throw every single line in the water, we'll do it. That's People are a product. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. The, yeah. You have like um, a whole uh, department, I guess. I mean, it'd be HR at, the, at that level, but but attracting talent, like for, for a mom and pop gym that's got- two coaches and they lose one, mm-hmm. they scramble. Oh God. Yeah. And it, it crushes the business. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so always, I guess, always be recruiting. Might, mm-hmm. be, might be the lesson here. It's um, been discussing the iron circle lately is, you know, some of the different things and how you kind of, it's in those situations, right? You don't have, nobody can sit around waiting for their job to, to pay them. You yes. know what I mean? It's not like these candidates are sitting at home waiting for us to call them. Yeah. They have to pay their bills, yeah. but in order to, you know, make somebody or move somebody probably from another organization or something else, there's got to be something in it for them. And, uh, but I think building a pipeline or having a, a list of consistent candidates is going to help mitigate that. And you, ha- well, you and, have to. And low hanging fruit. I mean, keep your eyes open. Like we're in the customer service business. So in any situation, when you're in a customer service situation, just notice the person. Like some of the best coaches that I have seen in gyms were baristas. Or actually, we have a, a franchise location who just hired somebody from a public checkout line. Mm-hmm. And it's working out wonderfully. Yeah. So like, I think looking around you is often overlooked and being okay approaching that person and saying, hey, you want to come get a workout in? <laughs> um, I think it proves really fruitful. 
Hey, Tim Lance here, and I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it, so keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. Nice. So let's get let's get into like the features you're looking for in a coach. You, you mentioned the barista and the customer service. Yeah. Let me ask you this. If you have two coaches up for a position mm-hmm. and one's, you know, highly educated, technical, master's degree, mm-hmm. certifications, um, you know, that this type of person, but they're they're pretty, you know, matter of fact, scientific. Mm-hmm. Then over here you've got zero education, zero personal training certificate. Caring, loving, high fives, chest and chest bumps. Which one do you look at? Which one's more serious to you? Caring, loving, high five, chest bumps. Isn't that crazy <laughs> to think? When we first started this business, that's all I cared about was the education. We want to be the smartest, the best, mm-hmm. the scientific, the best programming. And over the years, we found that the caring, loving coach that was high fives and chest bumps was the best type of coach. You know, to have. I've thought a lot about this. Some of that instantly makes me go back. I think it was Zager. Jim Rohn, one of them said, uh, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. There you go. So in a situation like that, obviously the the adoption of that person as a trainer, as an, as somebody who they're taking direction from, if that connection is created, the results are going to be better regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, the other half of it is like, <clears throat> there's a big difference between teaching and coaching. And what I found is a lot of people who are analytical, numbers focused, you know, the methodical brain that can't translate that, they're a great teacher but they're a horrible coach. Yes, It's because teaching is, I'm gonna stand up here on a blackboard, I'm gonna present information. It's your job to retain it. It's your job to figure out how to apply that information. A coach's job is to take you the the distance. Mm -hmm. It's the application, it's the understanding, it's the the work that it takes to get the result after the education has begun. And all of those qualities are the qualities of a coach. They're not the qualities of a teacher. Um, And I think that that's something that when you look left to right, you can just even categorize somebody like that. Mm -hmm. We could train somebody up in the, the... uh, methodology mm-hmm. a hell of a lot easier than we can take somebody's personality and like, Hey, yeah. you're, you're a slug. Don't be a slug anymore. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So the path of least resistance when it comes to the person and where we need to get them, mm-hmm. I think it's always a personality thing versus not always say always, but I think that's a leading character. It is. Well, even in work ethic, what I've seen is typically some, so one of our core values is um, passionate and passionate means uh, I love people and I love fitness. So it can't be one or the other. They won't work if it's not together. And oftentimes a person who is um, very educated loves fitness, but they mm-hmm. don't have a passion for people. They might have a passion for results, which is very different than caring for someone. Correct. So the person who is very caring and has some type of fitness background, whether they just play team sports, is the best fit for fitness because they love both. That's a good point. Great point. On that one. So I think I think the um I think the probably one of the bigger missing pieces in most gyms, because I'm taking mm-hmm. what you're saying, I'm listening to what you're mm-hmm. saying. You got this organization and mm-hmm. we really focused on on bringing these coaches up. Very, very front of mind. Intentional. It's a, there's a system. It's what, it's what, yeah. The big missing system for most gyms is HR. They don't put enough 
effort and time into their staff into developing de- yeah. developing the staff. Uh, I, I think your biggest point of leverage as a gym owner is not marketing. It's not programming. It's not a new squat rack. It's mm-hmm. your people because it's percent. one, two, you know, every, they touch all of your clients, mm-hmm. right? And let's just say you only have three coaches, right? You get those three coaches brought up to speed. Now it's, it's trickling downhill to every single one of your clients. So take us through kind of like your staff development style over there. Yeah. So we created modules, which again, I know we're a larger organization, but I still think there's plenty of resources and we teach it to one locations all the time. Um, we create modules that teaches them to the point that education portions of coaching. But the first thing we put them through is what's our vision, what's our mission, what are our core values, what's our story, who we are. They have to go through all of that. Then they would do um, some online training just for ease of teaching specific movements, coaching cues, the words we sure. use in Iron Tribe as a business. And then we do hands-on on the floor. So typically... A coach. So within our gym, we have a manager and two coaches and that's it. That's our model. It's super basic, super simple, easy to execute. But the manager who in essence would be like a gym owner that we treat them that way, you know, they get profit shares, all the things. So if you, if you take that model, they are responsible for holding the, the new coach accountable to all the systems that they're learning, but they're not necessarily their direct coach. Mm -hmm. They would help each other coach. They would train them up, but there's specific assignments every week. Like we really want a seamless onboarding. That onboarding can last three weeks if they're extremely um, educated before, or it could last six, seven weeks, but we always have continuing education monthly as well. So it's something that kind of never ends. We do coach conferences. We do all of that, but it's, if you can get an employee annoyed by you for the first 90 days, cause you're checking in all the time, you're giving them quick, immediate feedback. I used to have a, te- a natural tendency to kind of sit back and watch people. I'm very analytical anyway. And what I've realized as a leader, you can't do that. You need to correct once you see anything. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is, hey, you know what? We don't mess with the radio in the middle of class. Like, let's just set it and forget it. Like, turn it up, turn it down. That's it. So it's the little things that you want to tweak immediately along the way, whether it's coaching or ancillary things like the music. But we consider ourselves, our managers are coaches of their coaches. Yeah. John, they, John, we don't light up cigs in the middle of the class. <laughs> just put that out, would you? Is that whiskey? Did I, did I hear you? Bottle, court? Uh, um, what I like about it, your guys' approach, too, is mm-hmm. in that you kind of, you highlight it. You took what you as a brand mm-hmm. want that end result to be, mm-hmm. not putting that on the manager. Right. Sometimes training when it comes to you know, the trickle down effect when as an organization grows, you lose that ability, right? right? You guys have centralized that it's mm-hmm. in a module, it's corporate owned. It's, mm-hmm. this is what everybody learns. This is our brand. This is our way. This is how we do things. Right. Because, you know, it's a game of telephone. Like you can train that manager. Yes. And if they're operating that, that, uh, you know, location on their own with mm-hmm. their own thoughts and methodologies mm-hmm. and trainings and things like that. Now they're running their own gym. That's not the Iron Tribe brand. Right. So I like the fact that you kind of, I don't want to say circumvent, Mm-hmm. you know, the manager for that stuff, but they're, it's not their role or right. their job yep. to implement that training. Right. That's huge. Yep. And that should be the only way, even at a single location, I Agree. even if you don't have, I mean, you guys, obviously this is, was forced. <clears throat> you had to have done this or else you would right. be a mess yes. at this point. You can't scale. But even with a single location, go back to the bookie myth. You talk, talks about, you know, putting this as a, you know, prototype gym, even if you were never to franchise it, you need to yep. build your operation around that. And so 
with technology today, I mean, mm -hmm. gosh, get on a screen share and do a video and talk to the new employee mm -hmm. one time mm -hmm. and then, then put them through that module series. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? We have it here. We have it all in Google Drive. It's yeah. all dialed in. So like our coach, any new coach we ever hire, they've got the same education, right? And what, and that's the kicker. And not only that, but like from the from the owner or the manager, the training side of things, nobody likes doing the same repetitive things over and over and over. It's not fun, right? And so like that, if that manager's job was doing that training every time somebody came on board and it was just the same routine stuff, they're just gonna they're gonna adapt, they're gonna well, change, they're gonna do things so like that. Time. And that's like, another I want thing. The and that's manager to grow, systems, system, exactly. <laughs> systems are doing the work once and letting yep. the system do the work over and over yep. and over. And that's what you guys create, right? Yep. SOPs to that point is like when you build the business from the beginning to sell mm -hmm. or to scale with that mentality, these problems don't continue, right? You've solved that problem once, you have that in place, go back to that system the next time somebody's in mm -hmm. that seat and it does what it's supposed to do. And I think that's a big gap between where a lot of those independent gym owners are mm -hmm. and what they think success is going to be is like the next lead generation campaign. But what they need to do is like, Hey, let's create some SOPs, mm -hmm. standard operating procedures. Let's create, you know, some manuals on how do we hire? How do we sell? How do we, what is the language we use? Like right. everything matters in a business like yes. that. And uh, especially if you're going to get to a point of scale, if you're not intentional about those things, the business, it's going to be dictated. It's going to happen one way or another. Somebody's making that decision. It's just not you. Mm -hmm. So I think that the systems, I mean, like I, you, so we when's, build everything. When's Iron Tribe going to bundle up this kind of HR department and resell it? It is. So it's a franchise. Well, <laughs> that's the secret sauce. That's the secret sauce. You can't. So I'm right, selling you, it right now. You guys are you, perfect. You guys are actively taking on new franchises. We are. We, are. we just franchise sold one last ease, week. Franchise mm -hmm. ease, right? Yes, yes. Cool. And you're mostly in the South, right? We are. Mm -hmm. Love the South. Gosh, I, I belong in the South. Oh, it's like, it's, Join I, us. It's our, I was just in Alabama. I, I needed you to come see me. I was at the you, were, you were busy. <laughs> busy guy. So, yeah. so, so Karen, thank you so much I just kind of shedding the light i think the big takeaway for at least for me kind of thinking from the lens of who's listening to this is we're just not doing enough for our hr department we're not doing enough for development we're not doing enough to to be uh, you know in our coach's ear every single week every single month so thank you for reminding us yeah. that right and yeah. everybody that's listening um thanks for joining us yeah, yeah. thanks all right great. all right that's it for this yeah. episode guys hopefully that helped uh go off and create those sops go off and create your hr department uh the biggest piece of leverage you have in your business is your staff um that's it for this episode until next show keep changing lives we'll see you on the next show bye all right, and thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies seven-figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.